Evening all, and welcome to the latest edition of the Endless Shelts podcast. Don't know about you guys, but I am still in cloud number nine after that weekend. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Delighted to be joined as usual by Franny. How are we doing, mate? How was your weekend? That was all good. I've got a wee bit worse for wearing Saturday morning at the golf and stuff on yesterday. I'll <laughs> paying a wee bit of the day. I'll paying a wee bit of the day, but the result helped that. And we're joined by our guest, Andrew, today. He's been on plenty of times before, and it's great to have him back. How are we doing, Andrew, mate? Yeah, I'm in very good spirits, my friend. Don't let the fact that I'm half blind fool you. Well, I saw all those goals yesterday. <laughs> uh, it's, quite, it's, a, it's, it's a strange one today, because usually when I'm hosting, it's two or three goals or whatever, and you know in your head, because we'll, go, we'll, dis- we'll discuss them in depth a bit later, but you go through the goals and go, and I just remember off the top of my head, I had to go and sit and watch the highlights there just before we came on and just remember what all the goals were because there was that <laughs> many again. Mm-hmm. But um, before we get stuck in, guys, as usual, Super 6, league codes here somewhere. If you're not in, get stuck in. But uh, I'm really glad Franny's on the night because <laughs> he's actually been knocked off the top spot. <laughs> he's been giving it Billy Big Boss on the Twitter for a few weeks now, and he's, he's paying for it because he's had a few comments today. Sean Ross is now our new leader. I think he's the one that's came back to Franny this morning. Brilliant partner. Um, getting involved. Franny's been knocked into second. He's actually tied for second with Alistair Jack, so well done, Alistair, mate. Uh, Jay Wiggins is sitting in fourth, and I am in fifth, actually. Didn't even know that. That's handy to see as well so i get stuck in guys it's a good laugh and uh we're all happy unless sales hq that franny's no leading anymore so well done sean <laughs> <laughs> no name me talking toilet pants <laughs> <laughs> so let's get stuck into it Ange ball full effect uh yesterday rampant ruthless uh as his motto goes we never stopped we never stopped and we didn't stop andrew uh, what did you make of the performance yesterday? Right, well, as many of the listeners know, I like to do my, my fair and balanced one and then I get my Celtic hat on. So I'll start with the fair and balanced. Uh, people will look at the 9-0 score and think that Dundee were absolutely rank rotten. And let's not forget, for a point in the match, they weren't. there was some good football being played. It was just when we got going, we really got going. Well, I do have sympathy for Jack Ross. Well, I think he is a good manager. He's just struggling right now. Well, and once you get and basically the 7 0 of their Europa weekend game, what well, the European game just knocked the stuffing out of them all. Well, the confidence has just dropped for them. So I do feel bad for them. Well, I think it was just a wrong place, wrong time situation. Let me get a Celtic hat on, boys. <laughs> What a game. <laughs> oh, my. Well, it's like you said, I lost count at how many goals that we had. I was the same as you. Like, uh, when I coming on, I was like, right, I need to rewatch these. There was right. just so many great ones. Well, the fact there was two hat tricks, uh, like Charles says, nine reasons to be happy. Well, add, add on the 10th, we leapfrog Rangers again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in terms of points fantastic. and goal difference. Yep, and uh, that's, a, that's a great point with the goal difference as well. That's obviously a massive boost to go nine, and and we've been we've kind of been saying it in the pod for a for a good for a good year or so now that um, with the Ange ball and and how he how he plays, and I thought we were just so and it was intensive. It was high press. It was quick. It was just and it was ruthless, and it, it just took me back to that first training session where Ange was mic'd up. Um, Franny, and he says, we never stop, we'll stop at halftime, and you know, when teams go up 4-5 now, they kind of take the foot off the gas, but I don't, didn't think we, I think he might be, mate, <laughs> I think he might be, Craig, he might be in it. But it is a hotel room, but it's a green can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye, take me back to that first training, that training mic'd up session, and, and it's exactly what we did, never took the foot off the, the, the gas at all, even at seven, we're still pressing in threes and fours, um, we never stopped, the motto is, and and we didn't and like like I was saying, for the past year or so, Franny, we've been saying that there's one of these games. There's going to be a good trouncing here, a good seven, eight, nine, and possibly double figures, which I think we probably should have got to. But what was your take on yesterday? Uh, it was just a, a, it was just a, a sort of a mic'd up session and match form really. When you think about it, because I think you make a good point. Well, like sometimes we do even cause it was four at the half time, and sometimes you just. You naturally take the foot off the gas, substitutions get made, and it just it's one of them. But nobody was 
everybody was just bang at it. Uh, just going for the 90 minutes, even when we made the four subs, you sometimes think that's just got to kill the game. Again, that never killed the game. They just kept on going and going and going. And you, you'd actually put a thing in the group chat that I think it was talking about a specific goal just to epitomise Ange, like Angie's philosophy. But I think if you look at, apart from Starfield's goal, which is a header, I think if you look at the other eight, I think the epitomise is <laughs> Angie's philosophy. It's just either the nice sharp passing or winning the ball high up the park. and just the sharp passing, it was just so many, so many good goals. And like quite a lot of them, Abada like, scored pretty much three the exact same goals. Unreal. Just ghosting in at that back post, as Patrick Swayze, as Ross called them yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just an amazing, amazing game. Like you say, well, I, I think, I, like it's hard to say 9-0 flat or Dundee United, but I don't think they could have argued if it was more. No, I totally agree, mate. Aye. What, and what, I, what I liked as well was that nobody was greedy when it got to like seven. Nobody was really being greedy. We're still trying to, still passing it about each other to try and create the chance. It was more just going yourself and taking pop shots. But I, I think it could have been more. That's a mad start there. That somebody I kind of went to it was there, Stephen. But it says Karen. That's a great start. <laughs> Took us to November <laughs> to get plus twenty goal difference, and we're there already. We're not even at August yet. Uh, mm. Aye. Bang on, Franny. I think I sent that message to the group chat. I think it was a fourth goal. I think it was Jota's right. goal because it was like three or four quick passes and then it was right across goal at the back post. And I was like, that is Ange ball. It was just... And, and then we scored another four. <laughs> that, that were carbon copies. It was just um, everything that that the team tried to do, we pulled off. And it, like we say, we've been seeing, we've, we've seen this coming for a while, but to, to see it, it was like... It's strange because I wasn't surprised. Uh, I wasn't like, I wasn't sitting going, oh my god, there's another one. I was and when it got to I think Ross sent in the chat, I think it was half time, he was like, We're getting ten today. Mm-hmm. And I actually text him uh, I text Ross first thing that morning because uh, he had a bit I said he'd done him as well for the goal <laughs> on Saturday, but and, and I says uh, seven another day and that'll cheer you up and I wasn't anywhere near <laughs> we could have got <laughs> double that, which is mad yeah. to think about it. But uh what the, they were just absolutely ruthless. So let's get stuck into the goals, if we can remember them all anyway. And the first three should be pretty simple because they were all scored by the same man. <laughs> Kyogo, what a start to the season he's had, Andrew. Um, oh. There's been, and, and well, his second goal especially, I mean, he's, but I want to talk about his movement as well. i seen Kenny Miller was on sports scene. I don't know if the two of you seen it, but uh, uh, yes. Kenny Miller was giving it the, he's always in the right place at the right time and he's offside, but he comes back onside and I don't know if it's luck or it's Shut up, it's not luck. It's his movement. What the load of ball is he on? I mean, if honestly. And the first goal, and uh, uh, specifically the first goal, he's standing like 40 yards offside before we go through. That's like, like that's no luck. Like, I don't think he's <laughs> stupid. I think he knows what he's doing. What yeah. about his, what about Kyogo's performance and his goals, especially? And, and his movement, specifically, he's just unbelievable, isn't he? He's unreal, man. Like, he's so quick, like, and he's. What very accurate with his passing. What his second goal, wow, just an absolute beaut. It was one I, I watched it about three, four times just to make sure that I'd actually seen it right. <laughs> you, know, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, Nakamura. What is uh, the done it. I, yeah. Yeah, it was so crisp, it was so precise. The only difference was Nakamura was a free kick specialist. He, he didn't even have a free kick, it was just touch bang straight in you're like whoa this is mental this is that well, and it was when that second goal went in i had a feeling we were on air pumping i Definitely. was like i was like we what we're going we're going for it when the only like you said the only way they could top going four nil up at half time was scoring another five goals in the second half <laughs> they were literally anything you can do i can do better than themselves <laughs> well, and it's the same like you were saying with the substitutions like everybody just slotted in it was like no substitutions were made they all knew what to do the part was being played you can tell that everybody is right up for the Ange ball revolution like they're all there for it they all know what to do they're they're a machine they're so well organized well, it's very rare to see a crack in the armor sadly we saw a crack in heart skull but even then what well, most people would have been like, right, there's blood, I'm out. What a warrior. 
What an <laughs> absolute legend. That is what Ange has brought to this team. I never say die attitude where they look at a bit of blood and go, flesh wound. Okay, let's go. I also think if Kyogo had broken his leg, he would still have scored a, a hat trick. <laughs> well, I think he showed that before, isn't he? He was, I mean, that cup final game last year, he was he wasn't uh, fully fit and he's 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 always wanting to play. But Fanny Kyogo, his movement is spectacular. Like for me, and we kind of touched well, I'm gonna to actually touch on that Egyptian <laughs> Egyptian king because I, I I actually personally I think his first goal was an unbelievable finish. When he goes through, he takes his time and I think he opens up his body as if he's gonna to go to that post, but he he, he pulls uh, it to the to the far again corner. And um I, like for, see for me, I like he's obviously he, he puts the ball in the back of the net, but I don't think he's the most natural finisher. And I, I love this second goal because it was a, a strike of a natural finisher, but yeah. everything Everything for me is, as his movement creates these opportunities. It's not so much like he's a deadly finisher for me, um, but <laughs> I kind of proved that wrong uh, yesterday because his first <laughs> two finishes were immaculate. Uh, what did you think of his performance? And and again, I I want you to touch on his, I this <laughs> Kenny Miller saying, I don't know if it's luck or no. Like I said, the first goal he's literally standing forty yards offside before he comes back mm-hmm. into play again. There's no luck about this. It's it's this is his game, isn't it? Ah, it's total intelligence. On I wouldn't say Henri made a career out of it, but Henri done at Hunters stood miles offside because he knew he wasn't interested in the first pass. He was waiting on the second or third pass when he then becomes onside. So it's it's just it's like you say, it's intelligent move. Well, it's not movement as such, but it's in, it's intelligence to know where to be in the part to try and gain an advantage. It's just changing your noggin really. But uh, his his first goal. I think it showed real confidence just to, to take that touch to then give him all the time to pick what corner he wants to go in. A badass pass to Jota for that was absolutely ridiculous for that goal, to be fair. They could just straight into Jota's stride and Jota just has to play it across and gives Kyle all the time in the world to do what he does. The second goal was just was frightening. Just one hit and then it's in. Then the first goal just that one where it's just across the back post and he's, he's in there. But uh, I don't think it... Like, it's not Kyogo we know is a special player, but I think we're really, really seeing what a proper proper summer where he's had a wee break as well, obviously the Japanese league and things like that come for that. And I think, I think we might be actually seeing the true Kyogo this season as opposed to last season where he was, get, like you say, getting injured, played the cup final and done wonders, and when he was available, done wonders, but did miss big parts of the season. So I think the break's done him a power of good and he's, it's like say he started flying and it's that's it's actually unbelievable. Like his three goals, the movement in them is just it's absolutely brilliant. He's he's miles ahead of a lot of Celtic players, I think, with his movement. And it's just if we can find the pass he's quicker, it's it's madness what he probably could do. Kenny Muller is a ball bag. You're right, Money. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean like even his, his second goal for me, it's it's obviously all reaction and, and he brings it in the top the top uh, corner, but He's uh, it's more his movement for me. He's he's expect like he's not moving for the pass there. He's mm-hmm. his movement is anticipating the ball breaking or whatever, and then it's all just reaction after that. I just think he's a special, special player. He's bought into the to the club. He's bought into everything, and I love watching his interviews. And I just think he's he's just an absolute magician. We're so lucky to have him. Um, so Kyogo uh, got a hat trick. It wasn't good enough. We got one hat trick. We needed two in the team. <laughs> I'm going to fire back to you, Franny, because we've got to talk about Abada, who, by the way, is still only 20 years old, which frightens the life out of me. He's 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 always in the right place at the right time, seems to me, and and he always manages to nick a goal whenever he plays. Um, the the age old argument with the for the, this season so far, anyway, if it's we should be playing him or or Maeda, he's he's obviously staked his claim. With that performance yesterday, but how good was he, and how good do you think he, he can be, Franny? I think he can. He, he, the way he started, he would put in totally carried away. He probably could go a go at a really high level, maybe be be anything he wants to be. He's got all the attributes. He's fast. He's got to be a bit tricky. He can score goals, go in at that back post and things like. That. Gets plenty of assists. So on that, you would say he could probably go to the highest level. And I think if he really puts the dedication in, he will get there. Hopefully, spending another few years at Celtic way, and hopefully we Ange. But his three goals—they were all 
pretty much carbon copies. And the third one for the hash trick, I, I really like that one, how he showed the confidence just to dink it over the goalkeeper and things like that. But I think it was like all, a long way, three goals. It was like one or two, like one assist as well. Then obviously yep. I had that pass leading up to Kyle's goals. Yeah. An absolute great performance all around for a bad way. Like Maeda has started the season flying. Jot has started the season flying. You're sitting going, I well, know a bad I had a great season last season, but where does it fit? Not where does it fit in the team, but how does it get into the team now? Yeah. And then when it gets into the team, it goes a half trick and sets up on. So you're like, oh well, I mean, he's he's staked his claim. He's done a, I don't know what his mate can do. He actually stake a claim, but <laughs> it's come back to that things that we've been saying for ages. Uh, well, it's it's healthy debates we're hearing about who starts. It's a no bad place to be in, eh? Aye. Andrew, what do you think about his performance, first of all? And, and I know we're, we're getting ahead. We've got a game on Wednesday night, which we'll touch on later on, but we've got the big one next Saturday. And there's a bit of debate. Was it, for you, Is it? would you go with Abada or is Maeda the one that slips in there? I'd like to hear your, your thoughts because we've had the debate on the podcast a hundred times before mm. all these guys. Yeah. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Well, uh, I think uh, both our hat-trick heroes do deserve a rest for Wednesday. Because well, uh, well, they they fair put in a shift. What well, as what well, uh, Francis very rightly pointed out, what well, his goals were essentially carbon copies. What well, uh, of everything that he done. My, so the main the thing that I had concern about was, you know, you make a mistake uh, if a goalie makes a mistake once, you know, fair enough. If they make it three times, something's kind of no right with the goalie. You kind of should have like clicked at that point. And like you said, the fact that he had the confidence just to chip him, and you're like, hmm, that's where that's where they just go, you know, they smell blood. Well, and that's what he was doing. He was just totally sniffing. I mean, in fairness, like I think what well, Jacomakis well, is also what well, a good shout. What well, um providing that he is fit like to play for Wednesday, like he's like what well, we've just got such great strength in those positions now where as if we looked back two years ago, we'd be like, oh, God, who, who, I mean, who are we relying on? Lee Griffiths? No. Now we're like, Lee who? Well, because we've just got so much depth and strength. Well, the squad is really good. Everybody is, like I said, they know what to do. They're fighting. But see if they want to play. If a bad and Kyogo are like, look, we're fit. We're fine. Let's keep going. Fling them in. Because they've, because they've had their hat tricks, goals breed confidence, their confidence will be through the roof. Well, let's see how many more that they can get. And Ross County is always a difficult one, especially when it's a cup game. Yeah, definitely, mate. The good thing is we've got. Uh, we're going. Well, I was going to touch on that later on as well. Kind of the, the squad depth this year as well, and how how immense it is. But I mean, it doesn't really matter who's coming in at the moment. That's uh, as Andrew's always talking about. It's the collective, and I think we've seen that. I mean, Kyogo and Abada have, have, have obviously scored hat tricks but they've no so much stolen the headlines for me anyway for what I've seen it's and and that I think that shows the the collective how how good we were as a team because we were immense oh we know you're wanting a bad dance Stephen we know that a <laughs> <laughs> bad was immense um we've got to go on the next three goal scorers as well and we'll just touch on the goals uh Jota who has been getting rave reviews this year the best player in the league he got a goal and assist, and he's nowhere near the headlines, this, <laughs> which is nuts. Absolute bonkers. I, I, that was the goal that I text Franny, the group chat, uh, before the other five came along, <laughs> uh, and I just thought it was pure liquid football, as as was the first, to be fair, and it was just, uh, that's the one that I was like, oh, that's just Ange ball. It's just intense, intensive. It was just, the pressing was unreal. I thought a lot of our goals came for the press, and, and just the quick passing and the, and the movement, was immense. Jota had another fine game again, didn't he? I was, it was brilliant. Well, he's just, he's just he started the season absolutely flying. Gets his goal yesterday, a couple of assists as well. Still looking good along the way and it's, I think, on his days by country, Mill, the best player best player in the league. Definitely up there with, with Callum McGregor. And he's he's got, obviously, all the flicks and tricks, the, the type of player that gets bombs off seats, but he's He's a little bit more intelligent because I can remember, I think it was yourself that touched it last season. It was almost reminded you a bit of Ronaldo when he first came at Man United, but it was a bit, maybe a bit too much of the, the flicks and tricks. But 
he seems to be again another one that's taking his game to another level now that he knows he's actually maybe it's just because he knows he's settled he knows where he is he knows where he's got to be playing his football at least for the next couple of seasons anyway so uh, it's, it's it's all positive now it seems to beat Celtic and it's aye, it's amazing Jota's just flying I mean, it's brilliant it's flying I know as is everybody else like we've yeah. said uh, we've obviously <laughs> had our say on Jota <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't we all echo that, Alistair? Uh, Andrew, obviously we've all had our say on Jota this season. What was, what's your thoughts on how he's started the season, not just in that game against London United, but how he's he's hit the ground running so far and what, what a signing he's been for us? Well, Francis rightly pointed it out. Like The back half of the last season, like, he was unsettled and the performances dropped. So you could see what his mind was going elsewhere. Like, but this time... We got him pinned down. Granted, it was a bit uh, a bit later than a lot of us were hoping, but we got him pinned down. He hmm? was too busy touring the world on holiday. Exactly. <laughs> to, I, I was taking that as like he was doing like a survey monkey going around <laughs> at all the Celtic fans. Like, so if I stayed, how much do you think I'm worth? <laughs> I, like, I think he was just doing that. I think he was just like assessing the fan options with, with it. But the fact that he is settled, what well, just means that the consistency is going to come with him. What, like, like you said, like his assists, like his overall play was just totally fluid. Like anytime you got the ball, you just thought, right, it's going forward. Who's he passing it to? What well, to get it sorted? Like, and then, like I said, his goal was just lovely. Well, and I love his celebrations. Like he's just, he just, he seems like. The type of guy that you would want in your team, no matter no matter what, and again, it's all down to the fact. And I this think this is the thing with the whole team; they've all settled. They've all had that kind of first season run of it's been up and down, up and down. But now we're in the second season; we're finding our groove. A couple of guys have came in that have been able to go. Look, this is the Ange way. What do it or get to what and. We're finding that kind of confidence in that type of groove. Well, I was at uh, when I was uh, doing my research for tonight. I was checking out a couple of the other Celtic channels as well, well, because I wanted to make sure I was all I was up to my game. And they were saying that it was one of the best performances that they'd seen since the Brendan Rodgers era. And I was like, well, yeah, because we never saw a, a nine 0 off of Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> well, we, well, look at this. I mean, look at this. That's the last time we had like that high of goals was against uh, Hamilton in the 1980s. It's just always yeah, re- records are there to be broken and we were just like, okay, this is us. We're, we're, on, our, we're on our game. Let's do it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a great point you make about um, Jota and the team as a collective as well. He's, he's another one that's really bought into the club. And uh, I mentioned it before in previous pods about whenever we score a goal, it's, it's like every member of the team's up there celebrating with each other. And even yesterday, um. That's a good point as well, Danielle Forrest. Was, I thought he was excellent when he came on. And I, I, I'm a bit disappointed because with Haxabanovic coming in, it looks like his time's going to be even more limited. So it was I, it was great to see him come on. Um, what was I saying there? I would celebrate every goal. Totally forgot it. Danielle, you well, uh, were uh, uh, what, what was off, off the back of my thing saying that we're quite, uh, they're quite settled now. Aye. Aye, and as a collective, that like you see it on social media, they're all out together and they're all having meals together and all that as well. They, they love it, and why shouldn't they? The best fan base in the world. They're playing some unbelievable football under a top top manager. Um, it's exciting to see. I can't wait for the future, and I cannot wait for the Champions League to start. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. Jed's made a great point. I was going, to, I was going to touch on it uh, later on, but mm-hmm. uh, is this better than Rogers' team, Fanny? I would say football wise, it's better. I mean, I'm enjoying it better than Rogers. I'm enjoying it better than Rogers' team. It's hard because Rogers' first season didn't didn't lose a game on the treble on that. But you're playing against a better Rangers now. I appreciate that. So mm. it's a hard. I would I would probably probably still argue individually maybe there was better a lot better players in Rogers' team, but you can't argue the collective. Is probably better right now. Like guys like Dembele and Sinclair, and even like Lustig and stuff, were were absolutely brilliant. 
But for me, I would probably still edge towards Brendan Rodgers' team with one. But I, I, I honestly would understand the argument otherwise, too. That's interesting. Andrew, what do you think? It's hard, to, it's hard to disagree when it's a team that's went unbeaten a whole season and won treble after treble, but yep. what do you think? Do you think Angie's team is, is better than Rodgers' uh, tenure? Uh, personally, in what, for my opinion, I think so. What I think, what, uh, Fran, it made a good point that Rangers were back in Rodgers' era, but they were still in their infancy, what, what, trying to get to the level they wanted to be at. You could tell that with like the five-one drubbins and you know the infamous Lustig police hat celebration. What, what they they were in, mm-hmm, definitely. What, what, and after at the same time, Rogers did everything that he could possibly do up here, aside from like winning Europe. What really? What uh, that that'll be a test as well. That'll be something that will really kind of get the debate going if Ange can do well in the Champions League. That's a great that's point. Yeah. That's another point for, you know, later on in the in the show, yeah. I assume. Yeah. But yeah, I would say in terms of the football itself, how it's played, it's, it is the Celtic way. It gets the bums off the seats. It gets us passionate. Yeah. Even if you go, even if you lose a game, you're like, we gave it a go. We gave it a real go. With Rodgers' ones, if you lost the game, you would have been like, Right, he should have changed his tactic. Like, he should have changed that. What well, I, I agreed with the previous comments back. Some of the Rogers games did bore me to death because <laughs> you were because it just seemed like he was just going to ride through the rest and then just wait to Rangers and then turn it on. Where <laughs> I think if there's a point to be made that has backed up the points, like yeah, <laughs> the Egyptian king has fired in yet again. <laughs> I think there were some great points made there, Andrew. Mate. Um, I think it's it's hard to tell when. We're only a year into um, Angie's reign. Uh, in three or four years' time, when he will look at the trophy cabinet, it might be a bit more uh, simple to compare. I think the European, uh, the European side of things is another great point. I think we we'll see what he does in Europe because obviously Rogers wasn't very successful in his time. We had a few drubbings under him, um, but I, you're bang on for me. It's the most exciting football I've ever seen at Celtic Park. I, I would go back to Tommy Burns era where we were playing great football, but this is second to none. And they fans in the, that they stands are always singing about the, playing the Glasgow Celtic way every week, and I think that's exactly what we're doing just now. Um, the, the, the attacking intent and the flair, and uh, we're not just winning games; we're winning games in style. And it's just long may it continue. Uh, Andrew's a god in my eyes; <laughs> he's quickly becoming my favourite Celtic manager of all time. It's just proof um, God wears a jumper. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and let's uh, let's pray that he stays for a long time to come and, and we keep having success. I think Stephen said something similar before we came on tonight. But <laughs> I believe that. Um, Franny, Juranovic got in an act as well. You have loved this boy since he's, yeah. he's came, in, uh, came in through the doors. Uh, and what an assist from Hatate as well. <laughs> oh, what did you make of the goal? <laughs> Uh, we even we even started showboating with the assist in that. <laughs> oh, it was a it was an absolutely terrible free kick when you think about it. Absolutely, eh? <laughs> because clearly Kyle had uh, had that there it caused some sort of confusion, and then O'Reilly just gets the free kick totally wrong. But fair play to the run, it's one touch takes a strike, and then I think I think the keeper maybe when he sees it over won't have done better. But again, he was he was unsighted because it's went through the wall. You'd maybe question the wall a wee bit, but no. Uh, they should probably should have done better and stuff, but uh, Iranovic, I mean, in fairness to, to Ralston, I don't, when you look at, if you want to look at football with numbers, Ralston, I think, is, well, his numbers stack up better than Juranovic and stuff, but I think on the ball and just, I just think Juranovic is a lot comfier, he looks a lot more settled when he's on the ball, but Crossing, I would say Ralston's a better cross of the ball, he's clearly a better goal fit, but I just think as an all round football player, uh, Ralston just Juranovic uh, is a way ahead for me and, and Ralston and that is no slant on Ralston you kind of fault what the guys gave for us ever since Hans came in so but I've just I've always been a big fan of Juranovic and things like that but it's another one that goes back to the healthy debate and I would understand folks arguing for Ralston but I just uh, I think he's I just think Juranovic is a better class act especially on the nah, 
quality footballer. Yeah, I've always said yeah. I think he could play a number of positions. You could put him centre mm-hmm. midfield and he would do a job as well. Monty, that's mm-hmm. a good point. I said that on uh, to the guys in the group chat on on Sunday when I noticed well, we made a few changes. I thought it would be nice to see a bit more of him. We've seen a bit, which was great. I'd like to see a bit more of him as well. Good point, mate. Um, and in the last goal, a prolific goal scorer now. <laughs> He's up there with Kyogos, Carol Starfelt, Andrew. Another great header and another um, goal for a set piece, which I think the team taking a bit of flack for that uh, last season. And seems like we're we're uh, we're getting better in that regard. So, what what did you think of his goal first of all, and then and Starfelt as well? He's obviously came in for Jens. Mm. Another one that we hear debate on this podcast about is is which mm. one you're going to play, and and what's your thoughts on uh, Jens as well? And and out the two, what do you think going forward? Who do you think cemented a, a first place? If that if that's even a thing under Ange, a first eleven mm. place. Yeah, I think I think you've uh, backed up by saying that I don't think there is a what a, a first team kind of lined up. Whereas you think like we that's normally a bad point if you look at some other teams that we just what battered nine goals against what well, uh you'd be like okay right you haven't been able to get your uh, starting 11 right maybe there's a problem what well, in our case it is like a massive solution what well, because mm-hmm. we can trust yep. we, we can rotate and everybody's going to play the part starter felt what well, is he came in for a lot of slack in the first season what well, i felt some of that i felt was a bit harsh some of it was justifiable what well, um I could understand it, well, um, but getting the two goals in the bounce, I mean, what is it with defenders and using, using their heat and just being like, bump, just straight in? You never see a defender like, just like, you know, just straight, like, slide in or just a nice wee chip, nothing like that. It's always it's always the heat, straight in. But yeah, two goals and counting, well, again, his confidence will what, do the world a good from getting those goals as well. Jens, I think, is a really, really promising talent. He's proved it already. We're like five games into the season. He's proven his worth. And I think there's a very, very promising partnership that could be formed. But uh, at the moment, I would maybe keep Starfelt just because the goals will bring confidence as well. You know that he's going to be sound at the back. You know he's also going to maybe help you out the front if you're really struggling, or if they're maybe having an off night and things just aren't firing. I don't see that happening, but it's always better safe than sorry. Mm. Very good point. Good the point fact that it went in and off the post as well. Lovely. It's always nice when that's the case. Mm. Fanny, what do you think of Starfield? Because I think I think I said it to you guys. Um, oh, that's right, by the way. I know I mentioned the Super 6 at the start and tell everybody to go on it, but mind, there's midweek ones you need to get your... Man, what about midweek so ones? On it. <laughs> Sean, you keep going, mate. You keep firing in the <laughs> scores and get, keep running off that perch. Um, Starfelt, I think I said it to you guys on Sunday, and, and uh, by the way, I know, like, Dundee United were obviously weren't great, but I thought Fletcher kind of caused us problems at times, and I was wondering if... We, Ross always talks about it specifically about playing the fixture, and I was like, did, I think did Starfield get put in there to try and deal with the physical side of Fletcher because for me that's his game, and I, like I think Starfield's a, a very good defender. I'm, I'm I'm a fan, but he still gives me the fear when he's playing out, and I, there was a couple of times in the United as well when he's and he's giving the ball away. Well done, Sean, mate. Yeah. Top of the league. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Aye, there was a few times when it, and he's strong and he wins the ball and then he takes two touches and it, it just looks panicky to me. Uh-huh. Do you think that he was put in because um, to deal with that physical threat of Fletcher, first of all, and what's your thoughts? Because like, Jens has hit the ground running this year as well, hasn't he? I that, like, maybe getting a wee bit carried away with Jens, but like, so we've watched football long enough to know a good player when we see one as well. And I think we've said as well, I think it was Ross and Ashley said that Jens just seems like Julian, but with the right attitude. So for me, I think Jens is a, does look looks a lot better in next day uh, CCV, which is sounds unfair on Starfield considering what he done last season. He was part of the best defence in the league and things like that. So, But I think I think that's a good point of making. I never actually looked at that, that he's maybe came in for the physicality because it does generally win a lot of his aerial duels. Obviously, Fletcher won some yesterday, but he is, when it comes to just defending, Starfield is really good at it, but he does still give away 
does look uncomfortable. Some dodgy fills and dodgy positions, like you said, giving the ball away and some for some stupid positions. But as I would, I would personally, I would be going with CCP and Jens because the ends looks the way he plays seems to be an ants type player. How we can bring it out for defence and start attacks. Well, I mean, obviously, Starfield's got two and two, but we've seen Jens has got a couple of goals as well. He's even one of them being an overhead kick and stuff. So, uh, for me, I would go CCV and Jens, but that's probably been a wee bit harsh on Starfield considering what he'd done for his last season and his last couple of forms. But I just, I think it, Jens, just what I've seen him, suits his style a lot better. He looks comfortable bringing the ball out for the back and stuff. It's really interesting to see all the comments. There's, there's lots of debate, lots, lots for Starfield and lots for Jens. It's really interesting debate. I, I really, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think I, I, and and I think uh, I can't remember who it was said either, but I think we're all in agreement as rotation and and using the squad because for me personally, I think that's why he went with Starfield yesterday, and I think it might be Kevin. I Kevin mm-hmm. fourteen bang on me. I think. I mean, if you're, I, I feel like if we're coming up against a striker and it's like. Giacomakis, I think Starfield's the man in there to deal with physicality. And I think if we're coming up against a Kyogo, a quicker ball-playing defender, and Jens would be the one to go with. So uh, it's interesting. So does everybody think that CCV's just the nail on then and then it's it's the other one? That's interesting. You think that, aye? CCV's the number one and then it's just whoever's playing on alongside them. That's interesting as well. Very interesting. I think the fact that it was on loan and they they made it the priority to get him. Yeah. What when you you get the fridge and then you get the freezer. <laughs> Always make sure you play. prioritize the fridge. I also seen play three at the back in Europe. I think Steven's a big fan of that as well, wanting that mm. to go for, but I don't think Andrew's going to change his style. Mm. Uh but I you know it's options, plenty of options right. to have at Celtic now, which is great. Um another talking point, Andrew touched on it slightly earlier, um and I named the segment Staples through the heart. Joe Hart got a <laughs> Joe Hart got a sore one at the start of the game. Mm. And uh, I kind of wanted to talk about it and touch on it because, first of all, I wanted to see what your opinions were on the uh, if it should have been a yellow card, should have been a red card. What did you think about that, first of all? What did you think of the challenge? Did you think it should have been punished more, Andrew? Or did you think a yellow card was enough? Did you think that he had a right to go for the ball and it was just a late challenge? Or? Uh, I think it should have been a red, Matt, personally. I think... What you go for the head, what and in any way, shape, or form, head, and especially if you cause blood, I think it should be a straight off because that's what it's we see so many things in the game now about you know all the stuff that happens with you know like the CTE and all that kind of thing. Like, there's always talking about like you know, like the head injuries. I mean, it could have it could have been a better check. You don't, we don't right. know the head is such what a delicate place don't get me wrong a lot of scottish people don't use their head myself included well but it's something that i don't it's something you've got you've got to be really really careful about fletcher was just he was careless what it was like it was too aggressive what that might be that's that's the scottish football that we were used to seeing of old what especially with celtic style we've come we've come a long way what and it showed in that game Fletcher should have been off. What I'm sorry, like what? Get big luggo out of there. What? That's fair, he, mate. What? What? He, he was too much of a threat. But again, well done to Joe Hart. What a trooper. What? He gets like you said, stapled up, and he's like, okay, just another day at the office. What? I need to just like get some. I might need to afford one of those hair transplant things after that. I'm all good. <laughs> what? I think he what said that on his Instagram, uh, mate. I think his yeah. Instagram said something along the lines of just a few strands of hair, but. Patrick, yeah. Patrick McLaughlin, you're bang on. The 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 two the saves were unbelievable. First of all, but uh, it looks like a lot in the comments saying red, Franny. I think it was Kevin fourteen said yellow. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Did you think it was a yellow or a red? No. My first initial thoughts was a yellow, and I've watched it time and time again, and I'm right on the fence. I can I, like I think yellow card was probably enough, but I can see why everybody wants a red. I think if that's in the middle of the park. And the challenge is just as late, but it's on an ankle. He gets sent off for it. So I can see mm. why people are saying red in that sense as well, because he was very late. He had every, he, he's, he's all right. He's got a right to go for it, uh, but mm. it was late. So what's what? What do you think, Franny? 
I've actually surprised with all the, the folks in saying red to glass because that I even at the time thought the yellow was harsh because for me I thought the ball was there to be won. I would be wanting my striker to go in there and I I don't know if I think folk are maybe judging it on the injury and the actual challenge. They're, they're, they're wanting a red card because he's got staples and they said no really thinking about the challenge for me. Yellow card is probably I think the ref probably was one of the ones for me it, it had to give him the yellow. It was I think the ref felt we had the yellow card on, but I would have been if Fletcher never got any card, I would have been alright with that. For me, I want my striker to go in there and try and win that. Joe Hart's made a really good save. The ball broke out and it's said to be one. I I would have been okay with Fletcher not getting a card. I think some of the decisions, some of the the folk comments in red, I don't know if they're basing it on the back of the actual injury as opposed to the challenge itself. I also think that maybe one of the reasons they wouldn't have went for a straight red, remember it was in the fourth minute mm. well, a lot of people no, what, a lot of people are very hesitant to give red cars that early no, in the game because they're trying to get the feel of it and try and keep it and trying to get cooler heads prevail, I think maybe if that type of uh, incident <laughs> happened later on in the game it could have been a different story <laughs> Franny's getting off Monty tonight <laughs> Ross, Ross is sitting at him and he's beat right. up with a beer going fucking right. yeah Monty you've, you've had a go at me, you've had a go at Fran like, uh, I'm, I'm worried what's coming next usually <laughs> like Ross getting this thinking of him I like the, no I really like the debate tonight because it's, it's a lot of disagreements in the comments especially as well, there's lots of um, uh, shouts for red, lots of shouts for yellow, Kevin 49 said yellow Lots of reds. I just think I for me at first I, I thought it was a yellow. It's an interesting one, but um, my my first thought was if that's in the middle of the park and it's two midfielders and he's that late on somebody's ankle, it's like that's giving us a red all day long. So like I can totally understand it. It'll be interesting when um, that's a good point, Brian. Earlier. That's a great point as well. I am I'm up to and it's, it showed Joe Hart as well. Like to touch on what Andrew said as well, he's bang on. He's an absolute warrior. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> to continue on and 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 because I thought as soon as because it was a long time they worked on him, aye, and mm. the, you actually seen him staple in his head. I thought, well, there's no way he's going to continue here. Mm. Uh, and obviously, I think the rule is now if if you get concussion, that's it. You're just you're coming off. So they obviously did the test, and he didn't have any any of that. I would I would assume so. But it'll be interesting when uh, VAR comes in. Uh, I wonder if that's if they looked at that. If that would have changed their minds as well. It's an interesting one. Uh, but I great debate again. I'm loving it the night trips. It's been brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, United in turmoil. Were they that poor? Were they poor? Or was it just that we were that good? Ross put up a great post, I think, on the Endless Chelts on Endless Chelts? Endless Celts uh, mm-hmm. page on Facebook. If you're not on that, get joined in on that as well and get in, in the debate there. That's that's kind of like our group chat during the week and we all put our, our, our thoughts in there. So get in there. Um, and he put a great post up just suggesting that the press are going to end up... I've not seen any of the media that much today, but they were going to talk about how bad Dundee United were rather than how good Celtic were. Andrew, what did you do you think it was a lot more to do with Dundee United being poor, or do you think we were just absolutely blowing them off the park and it didn't really matter who we were going to be playing on the day, we were going to, we were going to rack up a sizable amount of goals? I think it was a bit of both. Because if you, yeah. because we didn't score our first goal until uh, the fifteenth minute, we didn't score our second goal until I think it was the forty second minute. Well, uh, so yeah, there were spell there were spells in the first half where what United were playing well. What obviously like you know, like we've ta- we've touched on the Fletcher instance, but there was there was points they looked like they were wanting to try and go for it. I think maybe them trying to go for it was ultimately their undoing because they just left themselves too exposed. And then the second you get those, well, you go in, four nothing down at half time, the heads are naturally going to drop. You're not, they're thinking, let's not make this a 7 0. And they just, well, quite frankly, their arse fell out. Well, but yeah. that's it's something that I'll feel really bad for Dundee United about. Like, again, if I'm taking off my Celtic hat. Well, I'll feel bad for Dundee United because that's all they're going to be known for well, for a long time when when they look at this result, they'll just be like, they were poor, they got gubbed 9-0. But they did play a good game in the first half. Well, you could tell that they, were, that they were up for it, that they wanted to go for it. As much as I think Fletcher is an a-hole and should have had a red card, well, he, he went for it. He was showing the passion that they were needing. 
So I can understand I can understand on both sides, but I think when Celtic got going and we Yep, that is a that is a it's certainly a, a very spot, interesting yeah. tap <laughs> start, Patrick. But um but yeah, I think once we got going there was no stopping Aye. us. Aye, I think I think anybody could have been on that, uh, that game. Even Mulgrew and Watt, I think he even could have been playing what for the start would have got crucified. Aye, I think I would agree with that, Franny. I, 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 like I say, I've not seen the media this uh, the day, so I don't know whether they're, they're praising Celtic or or Blackland and United. And like, like, there was a few goals there that they kind of sold as well. The defending wasn't great, but I think. Uh, whoever we turned up against on that day, we would have given. We might not have been nine 0 but we would have given a trouncing. What do, what's your thoughts on it? I think it was just one of the days where somebody was going to get, like you say, we might not mean no nine 0 but somebody was going to get scudded on uh, yesterday. And like Andrew said, Dundee United did start the game well. They were getting close to Celtic, making that a bit physical. But I think the second half, I don't know what Jack Ross said at half time, but you'd think it would be like saying just trying to lose the second half in that. Let's not go out and keep it tight for the first we will, but and then maybe try and nick a goal because you maybe think Sales will take the foot off the gas and will not be maybe take one or two many touches, not play the killer pass all the time. Maybe get a chance, we'll, we'll try and win the second half. But I think the Dundee and 80 players need to take a serious look at themselves because they just never really turned up that second half. They never really got, they never really got close to us. <laughs> uh, are there any miss you? You're carrying on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just they never really got close to Celtic. I mean, obviously that a lot of that's down to Celtic as well. We did still pass the ball really quick and sharp and stuff and played through the lines, but not that you want to see folk get injured and put, but I mean, it's getting gobbed a wee bit. Eh? Sitting in you maybe wants to just put a challenge in, like just maybe just kick a ball, just like can you kick a ball, foul somebody. Get something, maybe gets the team up for a wee bit, but I felt like Dundee United chucked it quite early doors in the second half of the players, but Celtic, I do think, were just turning anybody over yesterday. I think Sean Dillon, was it Sean Dillon that was on Sky Sports? I think he mentioned that as well. He said, like, no, you're not going to go out and like, take anybody out, but he says, I just feel, felt like Dundee United should have been a bit more in their mm-hmm. face, a few hardy challenges. Um, Egyptian King said something about the people ultimate team doing. I think if it was uh, Jack Ross would have rage quit at three or four nothing and left. So he wouldn't have seen the nine nothing. <laughs> and then no, I think uh, I don't know I think it was Ross that said uh, I know mate. I know, I know. Um I think Ross said that, that they were making three changes or something at one point and he says you could keep the three on and add another three into the team and we'd still pop them. I think he's right. I think we were just that relentless that it, it doesn't matter who we were playing we were going to give any anybody in the, any team in the league that we're playing us. I think we would have gave a doing on, on Sunday. They were just right up for it for the start. And I've always said if we get an early goal, we just put the foot down and we don't stop. It wasn't as early this time, but as soon as we, uh, <laughs> I Madrid must be shitting herself. <laughs> uh, as soon as we get a goal, it's as if we just it's like we just hit through the gears and we go for first gear to fifth gear, and it's just like right, let's go and get another four or five now electric to watch so I'm glad there was a bit of uh, agreement there I think that uh, Celtic deserve a lot of credit for what they did yesterday not so much the the Dundee United downfall to be fair so aye Mm -hmm. Um, next up we're going to touch on we've kind of touched on that a wee bit so far but the the rotation in the squad obviously there was a few changes there on Sunday Um, but for me whoever's coming in is is just as good Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you're getting likes of Starfelt, it's great debates we're having a bad as in mm. for Maeda's and, and Starfelt's in for Yenzi's and it's like, the Egyptian King's on fire with his comments, yes, man. Yes, mm. mate. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's not a great and it's again the collective, the team, um the rotation's gonna be pivotal this year. I think we might see a few changes on uh, Wednesday night actually. Um but I wanted to ask you, Franny, first of all. I kinda said last tail end of last season there's only three or four players that are indispensable. Uh, I think I said it was like Hart, CCV, Calmac. I think they three, one of the, they need to be in the team. First of all, no no qualms, nothing, no arguments. And that was no slight in any of the other players. I just thought that in, in their positions, like Kyogo, if, if he comes out, Gigi's coming in, and it's like, we're, we're not going to miss him 
we're always going to miss his qualities, but we're not going to miss him as much because Gigi's a wonderfully talented footballer mm-hmm. as well. Now I'm not so sure that there is anybody that's indispensable. I think I don't think I think everybody's replaceable in that team, and there's not going to be a drop off. What do you think? Do you think there's anybody in there? I would still maybe I would still have the three in my head. Like Carmack just seems to play every week, every minute, every game. It doesn't really matter who it's against. He just seems to play. I think he's played like eighty-four games a season for about six seasons solid. Uh, like he's, just, he's just non-stop. Madness, absolute madness! But uh, get him on. He needs to. He needs to message us, Egyptian King, if he wants <laughs> on. But uh, I would still say I don't know if indispensable is maybe the right term for. I think you could let him drop out, and we've seen obviously with Moyes getting better and seems to be getting better and better every game he plays. So obviously, I would say. They're not as I mean, they're important, but it would be more. I think you'll get away with them not playing the odd game here and there. But if you were to lose them for a period of time, I think that's when the players would maybe they would be a bit of an issue for the players. Like obviously, Seagrass, obviously, would have done it done United, but I've not, we're not probably going to get a great opportunity to see him do it over a period of games at Celtic. Hopefully, like I don't mean that in a bad way, you just didn't want Joe Hart getting injured because you know what you're getting with Joe Hart. CCV just seems Mr. Consistent, Calmac just as Calmac. So it's they three, I think, are key to the team in the sense, but I think you could maybe rotate them a game here or there. But I would be more concerned if we were to lose they three over a long period of time. Aye, it's a fair point, Andrew. What do you think? I, that's, my point was like to, mm. to say that not necessarily like a six month period or something like that, but I mean, like. Mm. For example, if we dropped Calmac against uh, on, on Wednesday night and you're putting somebody else in there, uh, are we going to miss him that much? I think we could still get the result. I just think mm. that the, the squad that he's that Ange's built so far, and bear in mind the window's still open, we've got a few days left, we could be adding to it, and we've still got the likes of Haksabanovic that we've not even seen yet. Mm. Is there anybody in there that you think is indispensable? And, um, I, I, Brian, I agree with that. I think Cal Max, he's, he's the main man and he needs to be in the middle of the park. But I just I, I just think, if we, for example, on Wednesday night, if we didn't play him, is it going to affect the team that much? I think the person that um, I would say is indispensable is CCV. Because when we think back to our earlier point, we wanted to try and maybe put what, Jens Starfelt and CCV what, in a back three and it was instantly shot down, and they were like, no, nah, don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> what, what, and when we talked about Jens and Starfelt, none of us what said, would we take CCV off? None of us said mm-hmm. it. So I think it's a foregone conclusion that we've already got at least one position nailed. Hart, what, um, for Wednesday, I would personally drop Hart and put Segrist in because of the knock that he took, Aye. make sure he's okay. What Segrist is still a good goalie. What, and it's something that we really need mm-hmm. hmm? the key to Ange Ball. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. Uh, um, like I say, Seagrist, I think, what for like a, like the kind of lower kind of cup games, you know, like the last 16s and all that kind of stuff, I yep. think perfectly fine. But then I think you would have to draft Hart back in. What mm-hmm. I just, just the top level experience, he's just, he's just not there yet. There you go, Kaiser. That's been, that's better. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> he typed what I was too scared to say. <laughs> I think that's but, a good point about Wednesday. I think um, with Hart taking that knock, it's it's maybe a good shout to put Seagrist in, mate. Mm. I would agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Just to make sure that he's okay. Like, you know, and Cal McGregor, wrap him in bubble wrap. Aye. Any games that what, we could put him off to make sure that he stays fit, for the more important ones, I would definitely say do it. I agree. Like it's I said, it's, it's not so much. Uh, my point is, like, I'm, I'm not trying to say, like, when we go into Real Madrid, there's obviously six or seven, eight players that you're like, they need to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more so, like, throughout the season, there's not a massive drop off. Are you going to miss them so much in, the, in these games? Like, for, for example, Wednesday night, although I'm not, don't count our chickens, it's going to be a, a, a tough game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's uh, moving me right into my next point, which is great. This Champions League fixtures are out. We've got Real Madrid at home first <laughs> uh, on Wednesday. I am at, uh, on Tuesday night. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 
I'm Jones. absolutely devastated. I go away on holiday tomorrow and I'm flying back the night of that game. I could honestly <laughs> greet. So uh, the flight modern will be going on. There'll be Wi-Fi in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and my plane might come down. But, but um, the weekend there was great preparation for it, isn't it? I love the fact as well, Franny, that Real Madrid officials are going to be watching Ross County. <laughs> That's away at Ross County for Intel on Wednesday. <laughs> Fucking brilliant, man. Uh, do you think we've got a chance at home against Real Madrid? The way we're playing now? Well, I'm not going to sit and... I don't know how Real Madrid have started the league. I know they won at the weekend there. But they, they predominantly start the Champions League fairly slow. But they're Real Madrid, and it? It's Real Madrid at the end of the day. I kind of... The way the draws came out is sort of how I wanted it, but I wanted the, the Real Madrid tie sort of flipped because... If I've got real aspirations, I thought for second, I thought you kind of want Real Madrid to run away with the group. So maybe them beating us at the Bernabeu first game and then you get to the last game, they've maybe only got to play guys like Calma Winger and Rodrigo and all these other rubbish players. But they might rest, like Benzema and Cruz and Modric might not play and all other superstars will come in. It might be a wee chance because it's maybe... Real Madrid have scooped your top spot and you maybe still got a chance of playing for second, but at the end of the day, yeah, we wanted to win the Champions League. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, there's actually a police station just around the corner for the modern Aberdeen. He's getting <laughs> questioned now because he murdered Stephen for no taking his fire alarm battery out. <laughs> but, uh, I, we wanted to be in this competition. A lot of us wanted Real Madrid, just want that glamour tie. So, what better way to start the campaign is have the European champions, the current holders, at Parkhead. Brilliant. You've got to test yourself against the best. So, it's just got to take, like, there's no easy games. There is no easy games in the Champions League. So, you've just got to take it when you get it. But uh, it's it's, quite, it's a fantastic way to open up the campaign. Lauren. I'm, I, I'm, I'm like you, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Fair bit of negativity about playing Real Madrid in the comments tonight. Mm-hmm. I hope. Can't wait to come on next Friday when we beat them and give you all stinking. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, it's great about uh, it's been great to have you on the night, but uh, and, and it's great because we've all kind of had our opinions and talked about the Champions League, but we've, we've <coughs> obviously not heard your opinions. How do you think we're going to fare this year? Do you think that we can try and nick that second place, or do you think that third place is the we need to cement that and then uh, see how we go for there? And do you think it will cause any su- surprises or any upsets? One thing with this Celtic team is that anything is possible. Anything is possible with, with this club. While everybody's saying it's Real Madrid's, all that kind of stuff. Can I just remind you of Barca, two, uh, Barca 1, Celtic 2? What? At Parkhead? Yep. What? Everybody wrote us off. We just thought, see if we could get a draw or even just put a decent performance in, we'd be fine. What? And yes, we were getting absolutely battered. Well, because I was at that game, we were getting destroyed at some points, but right. they, but the stats could say all they want. The final score still said Celtic 2, Barcelona 1. So it can be done. We have seen it before. Even to, to, uh, harking back to the Martin and Neil days, 1-0 against Barcelona, Alan Thompson in, the two, in 2004. Well, and again, they wrote us off. They did not think it was going to happen at all. I didn't think we could do it. We did. So anything is possible with that Celtic team. Anything is possible with the right atmosphere. The crowd are, are the eleventh or the twelfth man. They're always the one that can that can sway it. If it were, if we come out with the same energy, the same passion, we've got a chance. Now let me take my Celtic hat off. <laughs> we're gonna get pumped. <laughs> Oh, you gave it a big right up there, too. <laughs> I'm, only jo- I, I I'm just... only joking. I'm only joking. I really do think... Well, I'll keep the Celtic hat off for that one. I think no matter what, you never underestimate Celtic. Mm. Never. Especially now as well, mate. I think I, I kind of... I've had my say plenty of times in, on the wee Champions League watch along as well. And I just think that um, we've had weak, much weaker teams uh, being successful in Europe. And it's because of the, men, the mentality. And I think Andrew's uh, instilled that mentality in this team now. And you touched on like Starfield earlier, Andrew, and it, like he's breeding confidence and he's getting goals now. That's, for me, Andrew's done that with the whole team. And I think they're going out every week 
we're absolutely destroying teams at the moment, playing liquid football, and the mentality is to go and kill, which we did at the weekend. And that was going to be my next point. Real Madrid had a couple of, uh, couple of results like that last season. So, mm-hmm. And this is the elite. Nobody's turning up to and, and expecting to beat anybody. And I just think Ange has instilled this mentality in us. And I really think that we're going to go and we're, we're going to surprise a few folk. Alistair, I, I said that as well. I think there'll be a good, there'll be a few three twos and four threes in their group because mm-hmm. Ange's philosophy is let's go. If they're going to score three, let's try and score four. But I'm, I've never been, I can't remember the last time I was ex, as excited going into a um, European campaign. Mm-hmm. I just think we're flying at the moment and I, I can't wait to see what Ange does against these teams, putting his wits against the best, because I think he's a mm. top, top tier manager. Yeah, uh, let's not forget think... that there's a there's a wee hidden factor that might put a fire up our backsides. Rangers is, are in the Champions League. What and they have been warding about all oh, their European successes lately. In some cases, rightly so, they have done well, but it has been majorly pissing everybody in our half of Glasgow mm. off. What we will want to go out and say I bring it just to shut them up. <laughs> so, what? Well, see, what? Well, Ange, use that in your team talk, especially if you're playing Calmac. <laughs> no, I can't wait for it to happen, uh, uh, for it all to go ahead. And, and what a game to start, Madrid at home. Looking forward to it. Um, quick look ahead to Wednesday night. We've kind of touched on that a wee bit here, but are you expecting to see changes, Franny? Are you, are you thinking there's going to be a wee bit of rotation? And if so, who do you, who do you think might come in? Uh, I think they will. It's, uh, I think I'm going to use, I think Seagrest will come in. I think that the, the injury has got to help make that decision probably a wee bit easier, bringing him in. I think Ralston will start at right back. CCV, I think, will play just, he's a bit like Karl Max seems to play every game, and I think Starfield might keep his position because I think you might see Burnaby play at left back. So it's just getting a wee bit more awesome. muscle in there. I think then, I think Moy will come in. But I think Calmack will stay, but maybe just push into the eight. And then Tumble probably coming in instead of O'Reilly. And then the front freeze where I'm I'm honestly strong, so I'm trying to think will Maeda start through the middle or out wide and keep Kyogo. I don't I, it all depends on Jack and Marcus, but if if Jack and Marcus isn't fit, I think uh, I think it'll probably Maeda through the middle. Forest on the left and a bad on the right, just simply because a bad has scored a hard trick and can't can drop him really. Interesting, mate. I'll give you a change. Yeah, I, I would probably put a bat my head out. If Jack and Marcus is fit, I'd probably put my head out on the left. Jack I think Jack and Marcus, I think he said, I don't know if it's what, how he is now, but I think he said that it was just illness, wasn't he? And he was, he'd be uh, fine in a day or two, so hopefully he can slot in. You think it'll be a comfortable win? Uh, maybe about a 2 0, 3 1. It's just a uh, very comfortable 2 0. It's never an easy place to go to Ross County, so... I've seen a couple of oh, comments yeah. agreeing with you on Ralston there. I think Brian McCabe said Ralston after his exploits last mm. year, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Do you think we'll... Um... <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure I agree with that one, though, Brian. <laughs> um, Andrew, do you think we'll make... I know you've touched on it already with Seagrass and stuff like that. Do you think we'll make a few mm. changes with uh, Saturday in mind? Uh, if so, who do you think will come in and, and what do you think? how do you think we'll go on uh, Wednesday night? Yeah, I think we'll make, uh, make a few changes like... And can I just say in the comments, I'm loving the wrestling crossovers that oh, are coming in there. Bit of Hulkamania, a bit of Kurt Angle. Oh, I can say, what? Just wait for like the, the Beast Incarnate and Ange Postacoglu's face just what, photoshopped on it. What? Someone does that, we're rolling. Uh, I, I think Seagrest what, is, is the main nail on one for me what, because of the injury. Def, what, definitely. Yeah, you might. You might. See I, I was going to ask you that next if he's. Mm-hmm. Like, we've not seen any of him at all yet. I, I'm yeah. not sure if he's got clearance and all that. I would imagine so now. Well, um, if he's got it, I would maybe. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't start him. I'd maybe what, have a wee like a second half cameo. Well, you know, maybe last mm-hmm. twenty minutes or something, depending on how we do. I don't think it's going to be a clean sheet just because what well, um, it'll be Seagrass's kind of first game. If he does play, it'd be a bit rusty. What well, so. That's maybe why I think I think you'll still have a good game. I don't think you'll let too many in. I think maybe it would be what and maybe go three one. Mm. What what and it would just be like Celtic 
well, of course, in recent Celtic history to come off such a great win and they get hammered by first goal straight away and you're like, oh no. Hey, hey Egyptian <laughs> king, he's back. <laughs> we have to tempt him out. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's a Celtic type of thing. Like we come off such a big high and then we go into the next game and we get like, well, we just get a bit too cocky and it's 1-0 and then we'll just be like, okay, gloves are off. Bang, bang, mm-hmm. bang. So we'll see what happens. Well, um, that's that's the only reason that I think that we would concede a goal just because Seagrass hasn't had like a proper run yet. But we've played obviously good, played them earlier on in the season, and, and it's the only goal we've conceded was against was against them uh, as well so far. So uh, it'll be an interesting game. But I agree. I think in the whole, I think we're, we're just going to be far too strong for them. Uh, but mm. that, that's us for the night. Thanks very much, Andrew, yeah. for coming on, Franny, as usual. Uh, Guys, pleasure. Super Super Six, get involved. Uh, your man's taking Franny off. Who was it? Sean Ross. Sean Ross. Sean well Ross done, mate. You're taking Franny off a top spot. So <laughs> keep going. There's midweek games, so uh, you'll hate to get on at the night or tomorrow uh, mm. and get your scores and everything. And we are back again, usual time Friday. Uh, I'm off. I'm away on holiday for a week, but I'll, mm. I'll still be tuning in to the boys. Uh, looking mm. forward to getting away. Tune in to the boys. Have a lovely holiday, mate. Thanks, buddy. Uh, same time, same place, Friday. Uh, get involved, Trips. Thanks very much. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. <laughs>